Hey Dreamers, Joe Pardo here, and real quick, I just want to say thank you so much for the nomination for the 12th Annual Podcast People's Choice Award in the business category. In three and a half years, you know, I, I never really thought that I would uh, get nominated for any kind of awards or anything like that when it comes to this show. I love doing it. Um, I love what it's done for other people and what it's done for me, the lessons that I've learned and the lessons that it's taught other people and the P and the network of people that it has created has been absolutely incredible raising money for charity, um, to, to just changing lives. I'm just incredibly grateful to be the messenger on this journey with you. Uh, listening so thank you so much i'm i'm super honored and we'll find out september 30th if we win the business category for the podcast awards and now on to the show hey dreamers i'm joe pardo and my guest today is making his dreams come true by living the fired up epic life and and knowing this guy uh for for a little while now almost almost a year coming up uh, I gotta say that he, he definitely embodies a, a fired up lifestyle of doing things that, um, I, you know, I wish I, I wish I took more seriously to want to do myself. Um, I, so a, a little jealous that he, he does take, uh, his, his, uh, well, well, we'll get into that a little bit later. Dreamers, I'd like to welcome to the show, Scott Mulvaney. Thank you, sir. It's good to be back. How we doing, Scott? Well, as always, living pretty fired up, sir. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, uh, well, you say good to be back. That's because you were on the the MapCon podcast, yes. Uh, and we recorded for your show, and we were supposed to do this sooner, but it wound up not being the case. Um, so, I'm glad to finally have you here on the Dreamers podcast. And um, why don't you get started by giving some background about yourself? Well, obviously, you've already given a good background. We, we basically got connected thanks to your MapCon event. And, uh, you know, my brand, Living the Fire of Epic Life, the brand title is Live the Fuel. And I was actually launching the Live the Fuel podcast at the time of your MapCon event. So it was just funny how the universe kind of came full circle. And all of a sudden, I find out about an event. My buddy Michael O'Neill is speaking at your event. And I was like, well, I'm launching a podcast. It's a podcast event. You're outside of Philadelphia. I live an hour north of Philadelphia. Let's connect up. So and that podcast was a long time coming. I've been a voracious consumer for three to four years. Uh, obviously, you hinted at I have a very adrenaline junkie lifestyle I'm not even going to try and list all the stuff that I do. Maybe that will just come up gradually throughout the show here today. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've been around the block when it comes to just taking risks and doing things differently and not following the status quo. I guess I can sum it all up that way. And that's what led to me creating Live the Fuel. Um, that's why I'm such a CrossFit nut, mountain biking nut, skydiving nut, you know, former firefighter nut. Like I said, we can – Keep going on that stuff. Uh, but, and now, I've, you know, I've created a platform like Live the Fuel, just like you, sir, to try and help influence others and, and build a platform of bringing for my goals of health, business and lifestyle are the areas that I try and target with my show and my social media and everything else to give back and try and influence others positively to, to hey, man, take your own dreams and whether it be health, business or lifestyle and make something out of them. Yeah, you know, I uh, I didn't know much about your story until DreamCon, uh, which for anyone that doesn't know, DreamCon is my uh, annual anniversary party. Uh, this year was the first year we held it at a at a hotel, um, and you were one of the speakers at the event. And and learning more about your background and your story um, to get you to where you are now, uh, it just yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. Well, I also wouldn't have guessed that you were over the age of 40. So, um, not yet. No, no. I'll oh, be you're 40 not 40 next yet. month. Next I'll month. Be 40. Slow me down, man. Slow me down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be hitting 40 uh, next month, actually, September 21st. Oh, wow. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, happy but birthday in advance. In fact, this will probably come out around that time. Around that Perfect. Time. This would be like a birthday podcast. There we yeah. go. And, uh, <laughs> and remember, though, I say this all the time. Age is truly only a number. I'm doing crap in my life that only 20-year-olds can are dreaming of because people need to get outside the box. You, you know, I uh, we recently celebrated a uh, 90-year birthday for, for my wife's aunt. And um, 
you know, talking to somebody else and they were like, oh, you know, my grandmother's 90 and da, 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 and she's still driving and she's still like living by herself and stuff. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, just think about it, like 100 years ago or, or 150 years ago, 40 was old, right. you know, and then 65 was like, oh, you need to retire. Mm-hmm. And and like Melissa's aunt was working in, in the uh, basically like a uh, it was a sewing factory, almost like a sweatshop type of situation. Uh, up until just like five, year, five, six years ago, she finally retired. Wow. At like the age of like 85 or 86. So I, mean, I knew those areas still existed. I just didn't really know they still existed, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, they, they you know it, it was a swell. It, it was like a, a warehouse where they, they, they sewed, uh, I think it was actually military clothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, a friend of a friend had a Kickstarter startup company and they, purposely uh employ uh retirees former vets etc and they uh, repurpose old military clothing you know uh, materials into handbags and purses and everything else it was a big kickstarter campaign about a year and a half ago so uh yeah it's and because they they want to be made in the usa with usa military grade stuff i'm just blanking on the name of the company right now but yeah <laughs> this stuff problem. definitely still exists yeah 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 so she um so yeah, so that but but my my point is is that like yeah, age is, is really is just a number. In fact, I was talking to somebody I forget which episode it was just recently it came out um, where they were like and, and maybe they didn't even say it during the episode. They're like, Joe, you're gonna live to a hundred. You know that, right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know that's not that far off. When you think like my some of my grandparents live to be like you know eighty five ninety, so not that far off from 100 when you you know factor in by the time we get down that road you know medicine and things will be that much further along yeah it's funny because people realize that if you actually step back like you have done and you observe what's been going on with mankind and the growth of our human race it is true it comes back to which is why i preach so much about lifestyle is that yeah i'll be 40 dude the people that i went to high school with and went to college with that are my age and I'm not, I'm not old, dude. I'm like, I'm 39 right now. I'm like, it's not old. And so people who get it, like I get it, we joke around and say, hey, man, the 40s are the new 20s, right? But just like before that, people say, oh, the 30s are the new 20s. And I can tell you, my 30s were way better than my 20s. Like I'm already reflecting on it. And it's just been epic. And I'm looking forward to my 40s, whereas a lot of people are like, oh, man, you better watch out. Once you hit 4-0, yeah, I don't care how healthy you are. It's going to go downhill. And I said – Really? Where's the science behind that? Oh, it's proven there's hormonal shifts and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, again, you're using a generalized statement, maybe from your own lifestyle. And I have no plans to allow that to happen to me, man. Like I have some some plans in the works to do some more crazy stuff once that 4-0 hits coming into 2018. So I welcome the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Dave, what was it? Uh, so I don't know if you watch Adam Ruins Everything, but he ruined like babies and like baby <laughs> having and how like, you know, the 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 quote unquote science behind, oh, well, you shouldn't have a baby after you're 35 is is it's BS. It's drawn out of. Uh, what was it? South, uh, southern France from like the 1700s or 1600s or something like that, or maybe even 1400s. Um, you know that logic where people only lived to be about 40. So yeah, of yeah, course you don't want to be having kids. If you're the end basing of your life. this stuff on outdated literature, uh, and this goes to what we're dealing with right now today with excessive sugar intake and grain intake, and our we literally nicknamed. The American diet, it's called the sad diet, which is the standard American diet. It's a sad diet. Like you, the government and the, and the medical doctors are not in place to actually guide you on nutrition. Medical doctors study medicine. They don't study actual nutrition. So I, I'm not going to go off on a tangent on that, but that's something I preach heavily about is that we need to become our own best inner physicians. You got to study up on this stuff. No offense. I have friends that are medical doctors. They don't understand this stuff because they don't study it. You have to find a new doctor who does take the time to actually open a book since they left college 30 years ago. <laughs> so if you're basing knowledge based on outdated knowledge, you're not knowledgeable. You're, you're actually opinionated. So it's like you're basing an opinion on outdated knowledge. It's no longer knowledge. You got to get current. And because people like you said, the grandmother – or our great grandmothers yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, look at that, man. You're you're busting through 80, 90, 100 plus. They just found a dude. I don't know how true it is. Supposedly he was 130, 140 years old. I yeah, just read it. I'm like, uh, I don't yeah. know how true that was, but I was like, uh, it's possible though, right? Let's not let's be realistic. Like, what is your lifestyle? 
why not? Why not? Uh, why not dream and consider? You know what? If you don't mind being around on the earth that long, why not shoot for that number? Why stop yourself at ninety? Just because someone said, "Oh, that's that's when we're supposed to die." Okay, well, if I plan on living a fired up epic life every year of my life, I'm going to go as long as I possibly can, and 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 see what's happening in the world and what's happening, change after change after change. It's like if you're having a great life and you're and you have the right mindset. I don't care how long I'm on this planet. I'll go as long as I possibly can. You know, I, I, I mean, uh, being only like in in theory, like a third of my way, uh, a third away through my life at at this point. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of, I feel the same way. Like I don't have uh, any any desire to 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 stop. But again, yeah. this is coming from from somebody who's only a th- like in theory about a third of the way through their life. Um, versus somebody who's like yeah i'm 90 and yeah like it's it's cool i'm like i've, I've done it and and it's it, i've had enough that's um, true i've so, heard that a lot too from the, from the that generation like they said you know what they've got great stories to share one and uh, one gentleman i met he's like you know once i'm done sharing all of my stories and i've done it over and over again he's like then i'll know when it's time to pass on when i'm not teaching or or provide it was, it was a really powerful philosophical conversation i had a couple of years ago with a, a buddy of mine's grandfather and he's like i'm still sharing stories he's like so i'm not ready to go yet he's like i still have more stories to share and i was like huh interesting way to look at life right yeah like, yeah yeah i mean barring any disease or, or or accidents or anything i mean there's still things but there's a lot less things to kill us now than than the you know before and then 10 years 20 years 30 years ago and it's okay. only if continue. you go back to the 90s everybody was paranoid about hiv yeah way less paranoia on hiv these days huh i mean it's still obviously around us <laughs> there's but... like a south park episode about that <laughs> <laughs> South Park has South Park has an episode about everything. So yeah. uh, we're gonna be, dude. You and I are gonna be old, rapping later on in life, and we're gonna be reflecting on the legacy of South Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy. So I mean, those guys speaking about dreaming. I don't know if they even imagined how powerful South Park could have become. Like where they taken yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like think so that either. Built, right? I, I don't think so either. Because yeah, because it's so radically different. Um, then, then like, yeah, like there's the Simpsons and there's other shows that, 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 you know, have stood. Yeah, but those, I'm not a huge cartoon buff, but Simpsons and South Park are two that I just, if my fiance and I are just kind of like hanging out all of a sudden we're just bored. We want to sit down and just do something that's funny. We'll just all like, we don't regularly watch those shows, but those are the two shows that we pretty much will go to like, Hey, I wonder what they've thrown out there next and we'll fire (laughs) that up. So it's just these are two go-to pieces in our lives that everybody knows who Simpsons and South Park are. So, absolutely, one's a little more PC than the other. <laughs> Is it? I I mean, I, I feel like for the time it wasn't. Um, if you go back to the, like the late '90s, early or, or yeah, to the night the the early '90s, I'm supposed to yeah. say late '80s, early '90s. Um, it definitely wasn't. But I think that it, comparatively speaking, to to a South Park, it, it is quite. Well, look at you being a father now, Easy. right? But look, you go back to when we were younger, and I, I this sounds so actually sound old just the way I'm saying it. Uh, but <laughs> you look back when we were kids, and it's like, dude, what was PG thirteen or G well, yeah, back yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. And what is PG thirteen now? Like, I've I, I've gone to because I, I saw this thing where I was a bachelor for so long in the firefighting days that I just would like at my days off, I just go to the movie theater by myself. I still do this. And my fiance thinks I'm weird. She's I don't think like, you're weird. I've done. Where are you at? She's like, times. oh, I was, I was, out, I was just watching movies. She's like, by yourself. I said, yeah, that new movie theater, man. They got reclining leather chairs. They put a bar in. I don't care about the bar, but it was like they have all these extra amenities. Like, I, I, I reserve my chair. I reserve my chair when I buy the ticket on Fandango app. I'm like, how cool is that? I know exactly where I'm going to go and sit. I recline my motorized leather chair and I sit there and watch a movie. I mean, yeah, it's like twelve bucks or whatever, but. So uh, literally every month I still do that and she thinks I'm weird, but that's what I did when I was alone or single. And I tell people all the time, if you're not confident in who you are and spending time by yourself with yourself, you need to spend more time with yourself and getting to know who you are and what you are before you get involved with somebody else in your life. Um, But I just think about what, what has changed over the years when it comes to just PG 13, man. And G and I'm like, Holy crap. I'm looking over. There's like kids and families next to me. And I'm like, I'm watching what's happening on the screen and the words that are being said. And I'm like, 
uh, I'm not sure if I would take my kid to this. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's I, allowed. That's a that's a a fair point. Um, so like I, you know, we watch a lot of uh like business shows, especially uh at dinner time, because that's the only time I really eat is or watch eat is when I watch TV. No, when I watch TV is when I eat or eat when yeah. That you multitask. Yeah, yeah, I do those two things together. We do and, the same. Thing. And and the and and there's there's a handful of shows that like now that Ava's older I won't I won't watch them and like one of them a good example is Bar Rescue because I I don't want Ava to be seeing that people screaming at each other in each other's faces like the message is right the 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 end result is right but it's the over delivered yeah but the but the amount of screaming in people's faces like i you know so we'll watch the profit and she she loves marcus she points at marcus like where does marcus yeah. live and she points at the tv yeah like when he gets frustrated he gets tactical whereas yes. you know he's he doesn't care about the animation on the camera right whereas again bar rescue it's a little out there yes they're, they're going for the drama and like well, it's a different I, channel too, right? One is. Spike TV versus MSNBC, pretty big difference, you know. And I'm like, I, I get it, guys. Like, I get a little fired up too. Like, I'm I'm really energized. I'm like, okay, are you over delivering the message? Like, um, oh, Ramsey, the chef Ramsey, like he's got Hell's oh, Kitchen. Oh yeah. Like, okay, if you ever see that guy on his other shows, he's very calm and collective. So the, the, that, yeah, we watched the is, kids, the kids one. Yeah, it's all over delivered for that. It's drama. It's entertainment. They want to get that that edge to it. So I agree with you. You have a, that's the beauty of nowadays. If you are using television, you know you have a choice on the personality types that you expose even yourself to, not just your kids. Like you got to think about our own repetition of exposure against us, you know, mm-hmm. as individuals, even as adults. It's like, okay, am I surrounding myself with extreme drama all the time? I joke around <laughs> about that with my fiance. She watches uh, Bachelor and Bachelorette. And I was like, I'm a realistic dreamer. So I was like, I don't get that. I mean, yeah, I'll sit there and watch it once in a while with her. But I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Like, it's so overdone. And I'm like, do you really? I was like, think about it this way. If you're constantly watching drama shows over and over again, I believe, I truly believe that we're allowing too much drama into our life. And that will manifest later. I don't know about you. I don't know if you think about that. Uh, <laughs> when I was younger, I used to have a theory about soap operas. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think I'm not going to go there now. But uh, it's – it's, it, but no, but really, like, these types of situations, like, you see them and then you, 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 you start to, like, want – they start to manifest subconsciously to the real world because right. you start putting yourself into those situations whether you realize it or not because it's what yeah. you're experiencing, like – yeah, yeah. Well, not, and here's not the fan. <laughs> and here's the fine balance. We'll tie this back to the power of your show, right? Is I'm all about imagination, right? Imagination and creativity, building that dreamer's mindset, right? Like we gotta have goals, we gotta have dreams. And why not shoot for the freaking stars? Okay. Stop again bottling yourself into this little box or this perfect little thing the way you grew up. Change what you want to do. And it, the problem is most of us have become impatient. And maybe it's because of shows like we're talking about right now where people set these dreams or these goals that are realistic or non, non-realistic, whatever you want to look at it as. But it's like, OK, I'm not going to set goals based off of a drama television show like, oh, I can't – I can only find a man like that guy on that show. Really? That's not even real, OK? Everybody's faking it. They're living on an island. Everything's paid for by the television network and they're only there for like a week or two. Yeah, the like whole show was started on a lie, wasn't it? Like the it started with exactly. like the Bachelor, and the Bachelor was like a millionaire, but he wasn't actually a millionaire. It's, it was ridiculous, and I was like, "All right, guys, really, this is what we're entertained by." I mean, so as long as people go into it with a realistic people mindset, auction themselves I'm off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like not even like like in the in the grand scheme of things, you're kind of auctioning yourself off, you know. But like literally, we're gonna just like take an eyedropper full of this grand scheme of things. You're auctioning <laughs> yourself off and and like inject like like and the problem is it down. A lot of people are allowing that into their life. And listen, if you're purely doing it for entertainment, cool. If you have a good drawbridge that you can like raise up and let that knot into your castle, so to speak, to affect your permanent life, awesome. But a lot of people aren't. Like they're just in a la la land, and it's like guys, like I want you to dream, I want you to set realistic goals, but like shows like that are setting unrealistic love and relationship goals. Like that's not reality, guys. Like that's drama television. So let's let's make sure we're careful about when we're setting those dreams and goals. Like okay, that's fun, that's entertaining, but is that realistic to like just people who literally will say, well, 
I have, I have this checklist that a man or a woman have to meet in my life. And I am not a love doctor by any stretch of the means. Like before you and I started the show today, like we were joking around about how like I just got engaged and I'm like, I've been the guy for years saying I'll never get engaged. I'm Mr. Bachelor. Like it, that was like, I literally broke, I think the earth for some of my friends. Cause they were like, did you, you did what? No, no, Scott doesn't get engaged. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but you know, you, you, as you mature, you open up and you pull your head out of your butt and you realize like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm actually in something really, really good here. And I'm with somebody who actually does care maybe more about me than I've been caring about them. And you let your walls come down and you grow as a person. And again, I'm maybe I'm getting a little deep <laughs> for the show today. No, but I was like, no, we, uh, no, definitely. I, not. I needed that. Like I've been so closed off. Like I'm all, I, I got joked around how I'm the adrenaline junkie and I've set all these goals and I've, you know, I left the corporate world, did the firefighting thing. Then, you know, now I'm trying to build the entrepreneurial dream and everything and doing the podcast. So I keep setting new goals and new achievements, but I never allowed the romantic side of my life to manifest and properly build. I always kept that closed off. And then I realized I was talking to a buddy of mine a few years ago and he was like, well, what are you trying to do? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you're Mr. Uh, you know, I can do anything. He's like, but I've never seen you open your heart or take that risk. And I was like, huh, good point. I've never taken that, that, that plunge, that challenge, that risk. It's like, I've always closed that off. So if I'm Mr. Adrenaline junkie and risk taker and goal setter and dreamer, like, am I really living a balanced life? You know, I'm, I'm trying to crush it with sales and marketing and business and my adrenaline and my sports and everything else. But I've always kind of wussed out and not allowed that little piece, you know, in which if you think about it from a full life perspective and you're a great example of this with a with a with a beautiful family, it's like, am I living a balanced life? Am I really fulfilled? Because I've kept that closed off for so long. So the past two, three years with with my fiance, Kristen, has been especially this past year and a half, which led to the engagement has been a huge change for me it's been pretty powerful well wait till the adrenaline that you get when you see her coming down the aisle and it starts to get really real <laughs> uh or, or the car that's, ride that's, over that's not gonna happen oh you're not actually getting married i don't know there's well i would rather not get married i'm i'm, I'm weird i don't like the i've been the weddings i've been the groomsmen I, I put on the freaking penguin suit so i uh i mean come on you're talking to me here so i i've laid down a different path and she's accepted it. So uh, we're going to go heli skiing. Oh, wow. Okay. Which, I said, like, I don't want a wedding. I'd rather spend all that money on an epic trip that we'll always remember. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, we're both hardcore skiers. You've been heli skiing. I have not been yet. So I was like, I say we get it. We, we climb into a helicopter. We fly on top of the mountain. We jump out of the helicopter. We get into our skis. Uh, we get somebody who could do the ring thing, do the ring thing, put your gloves back on, and let's go skiing. And she said yes. <laughs> and the best part was her mother thinks it's a great idea too. And I was like, what? I was like, I already got approval from the in-laws. So that's what we're going to do. Well, I mean I- – Okay. All right. So, so with that, it sounds like you're picking right here. Um, with, I, I, that's that was another wake up call. Like, oh, dude, you can't find girls like this. <laughs> are you? So, are you? Uh, so you're the one that's been hella skiing, or no? She's been once. She's been. So, I so have... the the added adrenaline of like this is for real, and oh, I'm jumping out of a helicopter. Well, I mean, they're gonna land it on the mountaintop. Like, we'll. They've been. Like, but like, you're th- literally going to. Make the jump, right? Like you're going to like jump off the helicopter. No, I want to. Uh, A lot of the heliskiing companies don't let you do that unless you're like a professional base jumper with with a chute and stuff. Um, I'm not at that level yet. Yeah, but it lands and you're still going to be on the helicopter. You can literally – Yeah, you got to step out. You know, the helicopter – You can make the jump kind of – well, yeah, we jump. literally are going to jump out of a helicopter into the snow, grab our gear, you know, set up. Helicopter flies away. You know, get yourself yeah. a broom, throw it out the helicopter, jump off the helicopter over the broom, and then get your ring. <laughs> What's the broom thing for? Oh, you've never heard that before? Jumping over the broom? Well, I guess you wouldn't as a maybe <laughs> as a bachelor. No, check it, check it out. Go- Google it. Google it. I will have to. It's, Google. it's an old, it's an old, old school thing. wedding like thing. Like a way old thing. Uh, jumping over the broom. Dude, if I do that, I'm gonna ski with the broom like dragging behind me, and I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be <laughs> sweeping the mountain while I ski. I'm gonna be that guy. That does That's not cool. sound safe. <laughs> You know what? That's why I look. I'm like, dude, I'm taking a plunge in life. I don't want to be. I've never been the normal guy. 
So I was like, why not do something different? And the best part is she's 35, I'm 40. We, we haven't, ch- we've not chosen your path. We don't want kids. We'd rather be the cool aunts and uncles. Um, and you know, when the kids get frustrated, we can just give them back. <laughs> so, um, and, and it's, it's, it's been a big decision. A lot of people don't understand it. Some people do understand it. And I say, well, a lot of people don't make that thought process and really commit to that. And then they try and force a family into the world and they're not good parents at all. And I was like, I don't want to be that guy. I love, I've been the cool uncle and coach, uh, so many coaching roles over the years. I was like, I've always been the coach, you know? So I'm like, great, I can do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's going to be not this winter, but next winter she wants to, uh, get that thing chiseled off. She's already doing the research. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so. so let, let's bring it back to, uh, to live the fuel and the, and the platform and the business. And, uh, what are some of the first steps you took when you decided, you know, I, I've been listening to these podcasts for a long time and, and, and I think I'm ready to live the fuel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can actually thank our, our compadre, Shout out to Michael O'Neill of the Solopreneur Hour podcast uh, because he was my first podcast-related kind of business coach. Um, I hopped into his solo lab uh, private coaching community, and and like I've been a business coach. I know how to coach, but sometimes hey, – guess what? Every coach needs a coach, and I was trying to jump into something I didn't understand, and I was still creating the Live the Fuel brand. And I was following another guy that he and I both know who's a skydiving nutball and um, he's got the brand called The Bucketless Life. His name is Kenyon Salo. So Michael's like, listen, to follow your inspiration as you're building Live the Fuel. We don't create the name Live the Fuel yet. But he's like, start following his Facebook feed. He's just like you, crazy adrenaline, always posting photos and stuff like that and quotes and things of that nature. So I started emulating that to just build the juices. And then I was like, I need a brand, right? Uh, so then I took a whole wall where I used to live and covered it in post-its of all the key words that I use all the time in life. And then I eventually had like, you know, fired up and epic because I'm the adrenaline junkie that work gets thrown around a lot. And my favorite quote was, um, uh, live life to the fullest by Ernest Hemingway. I had always used that for the past probably 15 years. And whenever I had a bad day, I'm like, just remember, man, we got to, you know, live life to the fullest. So it's like, I got to create my own slogan. And that's where Live the Fire to Epic Life came from. And then because I was in the corporate world and then from the federal firefighting thing, that led to acronyms because acronyms are everywhere in the government and the corporate world. And that's where I created Live the Fuel. And then I, boom, I you know, had a really, I had the, I had the essence of what it was. And I was like, you know what? I launched a Facebook page and just started posting. And then eventually that led to a, you know, Instagram and a Twitter feed. I focused more heavily on the Facebook and it was just always there on the side. Like that was my outlet. I wanted to post any motivational, inspirational thought. I just started pumping out there. Any adrenaline thing, thing, I would share it. Videos, like stuff off of YouTube, whatever. Until I started generating my own content. And I'd already been diving into the entrepreneurial thing. So then I started, I picked up a few coaching clients business wise, sales and marketing wise, because I'd been, I'd been a sales and marketing professional for years before the firefighting and after the firefighting. Um, and that's where I just started building the brand of live the fuel and people like, I've never heard of a company called live the fuel. And I said, well, technically my LLC is fuel enterprises because I have lots of business ideas and I will eventually create business units. So that'll be the parent, but my brand, who I am, where I came from, what I'm trying to create is live the fuel. So, um, and then obviously that led to the podcast and the podcast is a little spin on that. The tagline for that is we fuel your health, business and lifestyle. You know, I wanted to turn that, that word into a power word, into a verb. So, um, does that help sum some of it up for you? <laughs> no, it definitely does. Uh, how did your family take it when you, when you were like, I'm going to start a podcast and, and do all this other stuff and oh, that was nothing. Is- They're like, that was easy. They, every, more people were shocked when I left the corporate world finished my degree as I was leaving the corporate world and decided not to go back and decided to go become a firefighter. That was the biggest shock. Me now doing anything after that is like no big deal. They said they were more worried when I decided to go out west and fight wildfires uh, with the federal government. That was the most shocking thing that I had ever done in my life for for most of my closest friends and family. So now anything I do after that is kind of like, whatever, that's Scott. Uh, and that was that was a big shift. So I I I can imagine. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, learning that from from DreamCon and and your talk. I mean, it's that that is a very uh, 
different, a very radical change, I'm, I'm sure. Well, and like when we talked, you don't have to go and leave your business world and do that huge plunge. But for me, it just clicked. It had been in my head for six to 10 months. I was in that senior year, you know, crushing out classes on an accelerated program on nights and weekends while I was working on my, my corporate gig. And a girl that I'd recently seen was going back to be a wildland firefighter. And I learned all about that. And then I just started studying it. And I'm like, I realized like, well, it's become an obsession. So it's like, all right, well, Scott, you've, you've, you've got a great resume. You now have the degree. You have a BS in, in marketing and psychology. It's like, all right, you've got, you've done everything you're supposed to finally do in life. Like I did it late because I was already in my 30s, and I should have done that in my 20s. But I was working in the startup world, and I just never went back to school. I started, left, blah blah blah. So great, I closed that chapter, checked that box off. And again, what we see in today, especially here in the U.S., is oh, you're supposed to work hard, go to school, work your way up the ladder, blah blah blah. And I just said no. I, you know what, if I'm going to take this risk, I got to do it now. If I jump into another job, I'm probably, I'll always regret doing the fire thing. So I knew this was a huge, huge freaking risk besides the whole you know, life risking thing, you know, <laughs> which I found out later my family and my friends were not happy with. They were worried about me a lot, but I had to take the risk. And that's part of the dream was if I had never done that, I mean, I don't want to say that firefighting was the biggest life changing thing in my life. I've done a lot of crazy things, but if you're building dreams and taking risks, like you got to take the risks. And for me, that was a huge one. And that's what I'm telling your listeners right now. I like, I don't, I'm not saying you guys got to go out and become a firefighter, but if something is like burning deep inside of you and you just been holding it back and holding it back and holding it back, you just keep pushing it down deeper and deeper and deeper. I'm like, no, let that out, man. Like you don't have to do it tomorrow. You have to do it next week, but start putting in the reps, start at least pursuing what it could be. Like, I mean, if you had never t- taken action on, you know, your dreamers podcast and MapCon and now DreamCon. Like, dude, a couple of years ago, you didn't have any of that. Uh, no, so, just, just three and a half years ago, I was still working with a father business. and a family man. And, and now you're working, you're, you're doing that powerful work with the charity that you're working with, uh, you know, the not for profit organization. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope works. Yeah. Like, you've taken plenty of risks. <laughs> yeah. 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 And not, not, the, the not the same the, same kind that you you have putting yourself but, in the that, in the firefighting and stuff. But, but uh, that's my point. We're all taking risks. It doesn't have to be the same risk. It's what right. is going to inspire you in your life, and that's what inspired me about you. And that's why when I came back to MapCon, I was like, I'm looking forward to coming back again this year. I was like, dude, like it's just cool to see that. Like me, I don't look at firefighting thing. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm proud of that, and it was life changing. But it's like. I love being around people that get it. It's like you don't have to be the firefighter. You could be the guy who launches a map con or launches a dream con, right? I mean that's powerful because people are taking risks, and that's what, that's what changes the world. If you just sit there and be a good little robot, well, great. That's fine for you. I, I don't want to be around you. You're not going to be in my inner circle. I don't want robots. I want people that are willing to take risks, and we get inspired, and we're networking, and we're sharing best practices, and we're trying to get each other on each other's podcasts, and – this is what we're talking about, man. Like mm-hmm. this, this is, these are the, the world. These are the people that help change the world. So hopefully you and I are just a part of that. Yes. And, and, and part of that is uh, reminding everyone that they're listening to the dreamers podcast with your host, me, Joe Pardo and my guest, Scott Mulvaney uh, of live the fuel. Uh, Scott, what's been the biggest roadblock for you? Uh, myself. So even though I'm you know, I'm here talking about a lot of the wins and the and the risks I've taken, I'm still human, man. I still we, we still come up against those mental walls where it's like, oh man, I don't know, you know, yeah, should, should you do that? Like it still happens to this day. It's gotten a little easier since taking the real, but really my biggest blocks have been, oh wait a minute, I've got I've got bills to pay now, I've got a fiance, so I'm like, wait a minute, I got you know, I got responsibilities, so. My my new shift now here this year and going into the next year is like now everything that I do is not just about me or my followers. Now I have somebody that I finally have committed to in my life besides me. So yeah, maybe for the past few years I've been a little selfish because I've been alone. And now that I've been building a real relationship and now I finally have stepped up and owned it, um, I have somebody else in my life that it's not just me anymore. It's we. So that's been a, a very life-changing experience. But now – so the difference now is now when I 
take risks, I have to think about, okay, not just me, but also her and us in, in that journey. And that's been an interesting, uh, I don't want to say roadblock, but just speed bump to adapt to and change to because yeah, we're, we're always going to be in our own heads and we're always going to be like, oh man, should I do this? Should I do that? And I've, I've had a, I've, I sat down with her, I've talked to her and she's like, I don't want you to change who you are. She's like, yeah, I want to make sure we're paying our bills and paying our mortgage and everything else, but you know, all of that. But she's like, in the end, I still want you to be happy and I want her to be happy. So it's, uh, I think, I think out of all that I just said is, um, don't be afraid to sit down and have a good conversation and help that other person. If you, if you have a, we in your life now, like I've now have, like have that conversation, like be adults, <laughs> get through that mental block together and you can keep taking those perceived risks, which are really now becoming calculated risks. And that's how I look at it with building the dream now. It's, yeah, there's still risks being taken, but now they become calculated. They become educated and they can still be powerful. It's just before I would just wing it. I would just throw crap on the wall and see what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I can definitely, uh, you know, uh, uh, affirm that, that, you know, taking into consideration somebody else going from being single to, to having somebody that you care enough about to, to want to get engaged. And I mean, I was, a, a, I mean, I've been with Melissa for nine years, almost nine years. Oh, um, wow. Eight yeah, you got I think beat. it's like eight and a half. Um, but, but yeah, like it's, uh, no, actually, no, it is nine. Cause it'll be 10 in, in 2000, in 2018. Yeah. So it's been oh, wow. eight, nine years. So, um, you know, having to, to go from that mindset of like, Hey, my friends are going to go do this thing and I'm going to go do it. And I'm not, go I'm just going to say, yeah, Melissa's going to like my, my girlfriend or whoever it is at the time. Yeah, they're down or they're not. And they don't go, whatever. I don't care. Not, a, not my problem. They'll worry about it to having to be like, well, maybe I should actually ask her if she wants to do this thing that I'm right. Prerequisiting saying yes for her. And I mean, that took years to, 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 to finally realize that like I was doing it wrong and I should be asking, but nobody wants to be that, that, that guy, you know, the guy or, or girl is like, oh, I got to check with my, my uh, significant other if, if they mm -hmm. want to do that. And it's like, but, but you do, and you should, I think it's part of that is that stereotypicalness of like TV and movies injecting like, Oh, you are you, are be you like being that. a real man? Yeah. Or, or, or <laughs> even are, is your, you know, or is your man being controlling? Cause you have to ask him what you're going to do. Like, yeah, you know what? That's a great point because I, I hear that from friends of mine that have been married for years like, oh, I got to check with the wife. Now, granted, some of those relationships are that controlling. Like, <laughs> I don't want to say I hate to. I mean, sorry, ladies. Like one of my buddies is definitely whipped. I mean, that guy can't do anything without checking with his wife. So there's a balance there, guys and ladies like, OK, respect each other enough. To, again, I can't believe I'm talking about this. I Sorry, know, I know. It's I, crazy. I mean, you for meeting me, like this is not my style. Um, but I've had such an epiphany this past year, and I don't want. I'm please to your listeners. I'm not trying to come across like I know everything. I don't. I'm just saying the wake up call, and the people that I have now, I now connect with and I network with. We have these deep conversations. Like when I actually sit down in the past year with like one or two of my buddies that we've never had these kind of conversations as men, and. I feel like we're more manly than we've ever been because we're now willing to talk about those vulnerable pieces in our lives. And that was something that I learned from being with Kristen was I finally was willing to let the walls down and show vulnerability and admit, hey, I've made financial mistakes. Like she's in a much better financial situation than I am. And I have no problem now. I talk about it on my show. I'll talk about it on your show. I, I love the power of being transparent. I'm not trying to hide anything. I tell people like, dude, I know how to make money. I know how to crush it in sales and marketing. Yeah. Have I made mistakes? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to be That's your you multi experience though. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be your multimillionaire coach yet. Uh, but I know how to learn from those mistakes I've made. Any, any coach, any person out there in business or in life that tells you that they've had a hundred percent success and they've never failed fire them. No, sorry. I want to hear your pain points. I want to hear how you've lost, how you've crashed and burned. That's the powerful experiences that we've learned from. And that's what I've had to learn from in relationships. Like Kristen and I, dude, because my head was still so far up my butt and I wasn't really, we literally took a three month break, um, you know, a couple years ago. And I had to realize like, whoa, wait a minute. Like all of a sudden that shocked me. So during that break, I thought, okay, well, whatever, I'll move on. And I couldn't, I was like, I became obsessed with that. I'm like, why did you screw that up? And whereas before, years ago, I would care less. 
And I was like, something was there. And I said, okay, well, I, I pursued it. And I, I dug deep. I became self-obsessed with uh, self-work, dude. I must have downloaded so many books, videos about doing self-work and digging deeper and learning about vulnerability and stuff from like love experts. Like I never spent money on that in my life. I was like, what am I doing? But that was a sign. And mentally I was like, dude, you, this is something bigger than you realized. Like that person means more to you in your life than you realize. I was willing to take the time to put in that self-work. Now, granted, it was only three months worth and I'm still working on it, but it was enough to have her come back, sit down, have a cup of tea with me and me start letting some vulnerability happen and, and let, and she allowed me to chase her a little bit, which made her happy. Um, and a lot of guys <laughs> out there will be like, Oh man, you don't, you don't, you don't chase women. Like, yeah, yeah. When we were in the bachelor life, yeah, that was a whole dating trick, right? You don't, you, you make the girls chase you, you don't chase them. Okay. When you're in a mature relationship, shut up. Like, okay. Give, give your girl the love that she deserves. And yeah, you don't want to be a complete pushover. You don't want to be completely whipped. And yeah, she and I push all the time at each other, but that's what she appreciates about me because she knows that I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I am a man. And that's what, at least in my relationship, that's what she wants. She knows that I'm a dreamer. She's a realist. Holy crap. I thought that would never work in this relationship. It's still a little frustrating. She's always like, I'm being a realist. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I have dreams and I have imagination. <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it's an interesting tug of war. <laughs> I'll just say <laughs> I don't well, know if your wife's a realist or not, but um, yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're both pretty, pretty, you know, calculated realists, uh, okay. if, if you will. Um, Anyway, I uh, I know we're we're getting pretty close to our time here, yeah. um, but I have a few last questions I gotta ask, of course. And and Scott, what uh, what was your childhood dream growing up? Oh my god, I mean, it changed a couple times. How 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 young you want me to go? If you have a couple different, uh, feel free uh, to. I, I mean, I grew up on a farm, so I was a okay. farm kid. And like I wasn't the most popular kid because I was the farm kid. And, you know, sometimes I smelled like manure. Uh, <laughs> no, I always showered. Uh, but <laughs> when I was that young, I, I saw, you know, kids in other sports and stuff like that. And I was athletic and I tried, you know, I was always imagining a different life. You know, I was young. I didn't know any better. And um, I, I studied martial arts when I was a kid, stuff like that. So, yeah, when I finished school, uh Admittedly, I my, unfortunately, once I got older, I was like in my teenage years, I started manifesting what my friends were doing. So actually, I imagined myself becoming an engineer. And when I went to Penn State in the 90s, I was actually studying to become a mechanical engineer. Um, so there was there's something unique about myself that never came to fruition. I ended up morphing that and changing that. So I would say come my junior high to high school years, it morphed into from the farming kid to be wanting to become the build and create things. So it's interesting, right? Because it's like, okay, I never actually become an engineer, but I'm actually building and creating things in my life now. It's interesting full circle there. Well, it's the, it's the desire to learn and want to learn, right? And and that's where engineering comes into play as far as that end of it. To, so you can create and build and grow uh, things out. So yeah, no, I, I, that, that, is, that is interesting. I, I, I wouldn't have guessed engineer on your end. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so with all that said, all that building and creating and growing, what do your dreams for the future look like now? Oh man, um, it's all about the online world for me as far as business goes. It's uh, like right now I've got a couple. My whiteboard needs to get cleaned and and restructured, but there's always always a lot of <laughs> goals going on. But right now it's it's just building that podcast organically, short term, which I've been doing, uh, not advertising it, just letting it grow naturally and just you know, word of mouth and getting on each other's shows and just letting it build its purity. And, uh, I've already had people reach out to me and say that it's making a difference in their life, which boom, check. I've, I've, if people come back to me, one or two people and say that, which they've already done, I'm doing something right. And, um, over the next year I'm building some online training type stuff, you know, building out the business because my, my master plan is my, what I call my freedom trifecta, which is, um, I want time, location and financial freedom. And Michael O'Neill talks about it too, but that's my freedom trifecta. So right now, like, Hey, I'm working from my home office. So I already have technically some location freedom. I go and work at Starbucks and Whole Foods and just hop on their Wi-Fi all the time just to change my location. So uh, my one client, I travel, do sales and marketing for them all over the Northeast U S. So I'm, I already had the location freedom. Um, now it's building the financial stability, the financial freedom, because I'm developing those multiple streams of income online. That's the master plan. 
because my fiance and I, we both love to travel. And that's part of that master plan is building those three pieces of, of freedom so then I could pick up and go whenever I want. And I have some of that now, but it's probably not there yet. But I'm being patient finally with myself and allowing that to manifest and grow. And then obviously I'm uh, building some speaking awareness too because uh, I'll be speaking at your event at MapCon this year. I'm so honored that you've uh, allowed me to come in and join that powerful lineup. Of course. Uh, of and course. I've realized – I love talking to people. <laughs> I have a podcast. <laughs> oh, <No>, really? <laughs> and I've done years of training. I've stood in front of 50, 100, 200 people before. Never until this year realized, I'm like, you know what? I need to be doing more public speaking. So that's something else over the next couple of years. I want to build that as part of the Live the Fuel brand and who Scott Mulvaney is, is getting in front of people and helping do what we're doing right now and giving back and, and, and inspiring and, and empowering an audience. So oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm looking forward to seeing you in, in less than a month now. Well, you challenged us because I'm like, how do I talk for only eight minutes? <laughs> well, well, you got to get you, really – You're doing you like know, a power concise. lineup. I love that. It's like speed round. So. It, it is. And, it'll, you know, and, and the thing is, is even if you, you – know, as an audience member, if, if, if the person's boring or, or doesn't you know, fulfill what you're interested in at that moment, eight minutes and they're out, right? Yeah. So. Go, and go get, eight minutes go get a drink at the bar and come back. Yeah, <laughs> eight minutes longer than I realized. Like you know, it's not that bad. Um, I tell people all the time like twenty minutes tops because you already. I don't care who you are. You just psychologically start losing people anyway. So when people have these hour long things, I mean, unless you're Tony Robbins, yeah. <laughs> well, you really got to break it up. Like you got to have stuff you, you, that that's plotted out so that it's bro- broken up. So it feels like even if they're sitting there. It feels like they got up, walked out of the room, and came yeah. back ten minutes later. They got and recharged. It, yeah, and yeah. it's just you have to keep hitting that, you know, that high point over and over and over again. Well, um, how long did we all speak at DreamCon? I don't even remember. Uh, was that also eight minutes? It was probably about it was thirty or forty minutes. I don't was it remember. that long? Okay. Yeah. I can't, I can't even remember now. I just remember we were just chatting a while. <laughs> but everybody loved that lineup too. So. Oh God! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you get you still get that on. Uh, I think it's only ten bucks. Uh, if you go to DreamCon.us, you can get the virtual ticket for like ten bucks. So you can yeah, see actually, your I, talk and to your listeners. I highly recommend it. The blind blogger. Oh my god, I've had him <laughs> on my show now too. He he set the stage for the rest of the day, and I I gave him props when he came on my show as well. I'm like, guys, like this is where it's at. Like he helped change and morph the rest of the day. He, he inspired massive change. So he did. Everybody changed their talks. So. We did. Changed up yeah. their talks to, to Azuka Zook, myself. Yeah. Like we're all like, what? And that's the other thing. Like guys, like again, your listeners, you should get the virtual ticket because not to listen to me, I'm going to give props to Azuka Zook. That guy's, uh, you could tell he's been speaking for a while because his oh, spiel man. just flows. Like the amount of energy that exuded from him, I was like, yes. I love this guy. <laughs> I would have loved to have been served by him at Burger King when he worked at Burger King. Because, oh like, God. it would have, you know, I, I like when I go to, and I'm gonna admit, I like when I go to Taco Bell. Like, they ask you, how, how are you today?" And I'm like, "I'm always like, I'm wonderful. How are you doing?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm good," you know, because most places are like, "How can I take your water?" Or, no, or he would have water? taken that seriously. You know, every single human being that he greeted, yes, he would have made a powerful experience. Made, made change their day yeah. <laughs> at, at the very least with that couple of minutes of interaction. But again, he came from Nigeria, man. Like, dude, that's where that's where you got to respect where people came from and the metamorphosis that he's created in his life and his dreams, and he has just owned it. Yeah. And I'm sure he's had hard times over the years, but right now he is in the zone, and I'm loving what he's done. And I had him on the show too. Like, literally, I had on like half the people from your dream gone already on the show already so because we just clicked so well from that event so again i highly recommend that virtual ticket um actually now that we're talking about that i'm gonna have to i want to go back and just listen to all that again so dreamcon.us it's it's literally ten dollars i think it's I'm pretty sure it's ten dollars i'm i'm like 99 percent sure it's ten dollars i'm i'm googling yeah it. and then we have permanent access to it right yeah you get permanent access yeah. uh through through gum road uh, I think uh, it is. It's nine ninety nine, so it's not even ten dollars. Dude, um, I spend more than that on my audiobooks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you're getting—I <laughs> don't even know how many hours. It's like seven hours, six hours of of content. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome. So, all right. So, how can people get in touch with you, Scott? Really easy. Livethefuel.com and all of because uh, I'm a marketing guy. Every single brand, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything is Live the Fuel. So just if you just search for Live the Fuel, but obviously everything is tagged to the website. Um, I do have a, a community that I've been building over the past year called the Fuel Tank. 
Um, so on Facebook, it's a private Facebook community. So that is something that I'm, uh, I'm trying to invest more in going this year, going forward. So I tell people all the time, like if you're interested in being in a community like you have, for example, Joe, I mean, then they can go to live the fuel tank. Dot com and uh, that'll actually take them to the Facebook link to get them in the community and they can message me and say, hey, I want to join and like be surrounded by inspiration and power and just ideas. So that's why I teach people all the time, man. The famous Jim Rome, you know, we're the product of the five people we spend the most time with or the however you want to word that. There's many different versions of it these days, but it truly is like, what is your inner circle? And if your inner circle is just terrible <laughs> then build it virtually for now that's the power of all this technology you know? and joe's podcast and his communities online like guys like surround yourself with people better than you and they will bring you up and that's the power of networking and communities and that's what we all need to be doing more of absolutely and and you know that's that's what i've done i mean i still hang out with my you know my homies from back in the day uh oh, so do i you know yeah. a couple and times. some of them are a little negative so i i, I, come, <laughs> I come back to my online communities to reset that switch <laughs> i will i will bite my tongue by 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 saying anything about that about my homies from from the day uh that i still hang out with and and all that but they they know who they are and uh but but hey yeah, man, it's important to deep. it's important to grow that 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 average that you can become, right? Yeah. Like that's that's the whole thing. So to get more input and more uh, worldviews and more perspectives and more lessons from other people, and that's you know why we have this show here, um, Scott. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast today, uh, and I'd love to have you back again in the near future to find out I'd more about what's going on. Before we get going, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Just that, and because the power of your of your podcast and and just to show respect to you guys, like this is not kissing Joe's butt. This is me being serious. Like the Dreamers podcast, the dream the DreamCon event, it's this is what we're trying to do in this world is that there's so much negativity going on. You have a choice to what you surround yourself with. So if you are an online person, take advantage of these online communities. I just said it, okay? Surround yourself with people that are more powerful and better than you and start changing that mindset. Reprogram your mindset. We can literally, because I'm a health nut and a health coach too, you can reprogram your DNA. That's a whole other podcast that I'm not even going to get into right now, but literally – we have that power. The human body, the human mind is that powerful. But you got to start taking the time and putting in the reps. And you got to start surrounding yourself with the right people. And if you guys are listening to the DreamCon podcast, subscribe right now. If you're looking for something really, really fired up and you want to hear us about some business and lifestyle stuff too, please, you know, come out and listen to Live the Fuel too. I wouldn't mind you subscribing too. <laughs> Absolutely. They, they totally should. Um, well, thank you again, Scott. I really do appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. I'm glad that we were able to finally get our schedules together. And, uh, you know, if you've enjoyed this episode of the Dreamers Podcast with Scott Mulvaney from Live the Fuel dot com uh you know i subscribing is great and leaving reviews great i do appreciate in fact there was a really great review that was just left the other day so um shout out to and i don't have the name in front of me but i think it's angela uh who left a really yeah angela uh, really awesome review i i really do appreciate that but really all i all i ask is that you just share it with a friend that that's it just you know someone else that you think could get something out of either this episode or one of the other past 300 plus episodes uh just share it share it with them dreamerspodcast.com uh scott thank you so much one last time i really do appreciate your time and uh i look forward to having you again in the future you got it sir thank you for joining us for this episode of the dreamers podcast follow us on twitter at dreamers podcast Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dreamers podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the dreamers podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.